Bro, I'm really trying to do better, bro. Like, I just spent November through fucking the first week of January, first week of February on the road. Yeah. I really want to spend this next month. I think I go on tour in, like, April. I'm trying to spend this next month and a half getting right. Yeah. I, I really want to get right. I hella want to get better. Just, like, hella healthy and shit. Yeah. It sucks, though, because I've been trying to work out. I think I might have a pinched nerve in my neck or something, bro. Yeah. Because anytime I do, like, any shoulder-related lift, my shoulders just get hella tense, bro. And stiff. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Did we start the camera? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's also, not being in shape makes me feel so inferior. True. Especially as a former athlete. Like you, know, you associate like you so associate much of your self worth with how much you can lift, how fast you can run, how long you can run, how long you can lift, how hard you can hit, how high you can jump, bro. Especially <laughs> now as we're getting older, it's like, nigga, I was lifting more, you know, freshman year of college, and I'm lifting now, bro. There was a there was a point when I was hitting 225 like 18 times, and yeah. I was weighing like 180 pounds, bro. Yeah, I, I could was probably hit 225 like 25 times, bro. I was, I was just pure strength, you know, squatting hell. My Clean. knee be hurting, my back be hurting. I'm like, bro. And then my knees hurting now. Like I, I just got back from the gym. Like, and yeah. I literally couldn't. I'm not doing no leg workouts because my knee fucking. Hurts. Uh, and we also need to figure out some ways to do this active lifestyle shit as a part of our. Is it sedentary? Isn't that what it's called when you sit hella much? Uh, is that what that word is? Yeah, I think it's like a. That's be accessible with your language. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's basically. It's a job where you sit, where you sit, where you spend a lot of time sitting, right? Yeah. So with both both of us having essentially desk jobs, I feel like I feel like you get to move around a little bit more. Just like you have to yeah. walk around campus and shit. Yeah. But I live, I work in a fucking like office. It's, it's not big at all. Right. So have you seen those desks where they have them like standing desks? I have those. Those are stupid as hell. I hate like <laughs> like I stood up twice today. I'm like, why would I do this? My my back hurts. Yeah. Like, my calves well, hurt. Why? Um, I've seen them like walking treadmills for desks. Have you seen those too? Then I'm gonna be at work all sweaty. There's no, there's no way out. I don't know. I'm just, but so I want to spend the next six weeks, six to eight weeks, figuring things out. Like you know, I know how to eat healthy. I know how to do that. I haven't mastered that on the road yet, but I know how to eat healthy. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how to work my body in a way that's not so much the football shit anymore. Because I, I don't right. know a way. I don't know how. Yeah, because the thing, even the way we worked out in college, like. That's not the best way to be working out. It's, like, not, it's not good for your body, yeah. honestly. Like lifting hella heavy, you know, is not good for your knees and shit like that, you know. So that's some shit I've been trying to figure out too. It's like, cause then it's like your self worth. At least for me, I'm like, damn, I was doing more in high school, damn near <laughs> doing more in college. But it's also like, damn, I actually don't need to be putting two twenty five on the bench, especially as a nigga who's had two fucking shoulder surgeries. But I also like being in shape. Like, yeah. take but separate nigga, you the self. You, you are in shape though. So a lot of people, everyone be like, "Oh yeah." A lot of people aren't in shape though. That's why. Yeah. If I if I can if I compare myself to the norm, yeah, I don't want that for myself. But I also don't want to compare myself to like professional athletes. I just want to be able to run and jump at the best of my ability. That's my goal for the next few weeks or so. Yeah. Are we gonna cut that out? I don't know. I don't know. It's episode thirty six of Hella Black the podcast. You feel me? Still We're rocking. Here. When's the last time we recorded an episode? Shoot. The last time we dropped one was like the first of February. So oh, it's been a we good. It's been a couple of weeks ish. Did we have a guest on that or that was just you and I? That was just us talking about uh Kamala Harris. Oh yeah. Coppola. I don't know. I remember that. You know. So I'm glad we you know, we back in this thing. Equality and justice for all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't tapped into that episode, you should for sure tap into that episode. We really dive into Kamala Harris, her politics, her past policies, and how that she is not for black people. So tap into that episode, especially because you know this episode we're going to be talking about like black radicalism. Who is a black radical? What is this black radical, right? Or who is a black activist? Who's for us? Who can speak for us, right? Yeah. You feel me? So we're going to be talking about that. So make sure you listen to that episode. It's almost like pre-listening type shit for this one. So tap in with that. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about twenty-one. Shout out my nigga 21 Savage free. He got free today Excuse me. Did they actually let him out Or they're in the process Of letting him out Like they said Barring a fucking I think he's gonna be Released on Or some shit Yeah some Shit like that Yeah he should be Should be home I mean I For me I haven't done All the research on it Cause 
once I saw the bullshit ass takes and all the inherent anti-blackness, I just separated myself from the, from yeah. the shit. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to get a non-anti from what I was seeing on Twitter, the internet. Yeah, it was, it was I could not get a non-anti-black take. I could not get one that was not assassinating his character and his street cred. There was nothing like that wanted to address immigration for black folks, so I just stopped reading. I just yeah. didn't even entertain Take it. I'm like, when he get home, he get home. I'm wishing him the best. I know bro gonna figure it out. I know he got some money. He can find a legal team, but I could not expose my... I could only imagine if that was like some poor black folks because it does happen to poor black folks, right? Right. But to see those takes from people and all the jokes that were surrounded by it, we're gonna dive into that. But So I'm... Um, this would be my first time literally even diving into the subject just yeah. because I detached myself from it from the very beginning. Yeah, and I think it's important too to recognize that for people yeah. who are listening is like, you don't have to, there's going to be so many things going on and it's like recognizing, you know, what you have capacity for, right? And how much you want to engage with the subject and it doesn't make you less woke. It just means you're taking care of yourself. So I think that's important. For depending on how long we you talk, I mean? yeah, depending on how long we talk, we should probably talk about capacity in the um Extended episode. That's something I love to touch on. Yeah, Patron actually hit hit us about like something that they wanted us to talk about too. So we got Shit, that. This might be an extended you know, extended episode. You know, so you should show tap into our Patreon.com slash pod. Thank you to all the new patrons. You feel me? We've been getting a lot more patrons lately, so y'all are fucking appreciated. Yes, you are. Thank you. Thank you, Base God. Um, so tap in with our Patreon, Patreon.com slash pod. You have extended episodes. So if you like what you're hearing, you can hear some more. Pay up. Let's reiterate <laughs> that these episodes that you hear on SoundCloud and the iTunes, iTunes are not the full episodes. Like there's every more year, content. We have hella content. Like Some more fire. There's more hours flame. upon hours upon hours of shit. And if you're a patron, you get to you know curate the episode. So like someone hit us up like, hey, can you talk about this on the podcast, right? And we're like, yeah, we'll do that for the extended episode. So tap into our Patreon, like us on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. If it's five stars, we, if it's not five stars, we don't want it. So tap in, support, hella black. We here. You gotta say that. I want some constructive criticism. So <laughs> if there's, you know, some constructive criticism out there, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Yeah, but you don't need to put that in the iTunes review. <laughs> you, could, you could DM hella black Potter, one of us. Facts. But Is my you know. gain a little fucked up? I don't know. I feel like I'm getting... Nah, you good. All right, for sure. Yeah, I'm not hearing nothing. Um, So we, you know, as we were saying, we're going to talk about 21. We first, talk first we gotta dive into radicalism to Black Joy though. But first, that's like my brother was saying. That's that's always first and foremost. We gotta recognize that Black Joy, you know, what's making us Black folks he- happy out there. Shit, healthy might be in it too. Happy and healthy. What, what, what you got for Black Joy this week? Ooh, I have a few good ones. I think the first one is we just had my students. We had our open house. So our open house is basically. When we invite the whole community, broader campus community, to come in and learn about the African American Theme Floor Program, mm-hmm. um, so we were able to have all you know, hell of people pulled up to their open house, and it was just cool to just it was like just a big ass celebration of blackness, you know, and just seeing them being unapologetically black, being unapolog- unapologetically them too, you know, and like performing dances and shit, poetry, um, you know, it's it just hell of funny. It's like oh. They had, like, photos of mac and cheese up, like, is this black mac and cheese or is this not black mac and cheese, you know? Like, is a uh, homeroom's uh, black owned or is it not black owned? And showing the photos, like, yeah, looking at that mac and cheese, that shit ain't black owned, right? Um, so that open house was for sure a, a good black joy moment and seeing the joy of my students. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know, I had such a, I don't know if it's because I was subconsciously trying not to think about these things, but I never realized, I think post-grad, or not, when I say post grad, like after I graduated school, was when I realized the importance of having like black things and black center spaces and black safe spaces on campus. And I probably had them just because my football team was predominantly black, black right? So that was like a, you know, my my black community up there. But I remember we did the live podcast at LMU, and the black students were like, "Bro, this is the safest space that I've had. This is the blackest shit that I've done since I've been at this university." And I I got to see the celebration that y'all had. Like via your IG story or whatever, and I'm like, damn, this is this is hella lit. And I know, you know, at these PWIs and probably at HBCUs too, but you just deal with all this anti-black shit 24/7, day in and day out. Like those little moments, I'm pretty sure like that celebration y'all had just did a lot for the students yeah. and the staff as well. You know just even me as an educator, yeah. like you know, being like a a radical in an academic space that's 
a PWI. You know, that shit is it's the it black shit, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the black shit ain't the popular shit, right? It's mm-hmm. we always we're always having to advocate for more resources. You know, really advocate for our humanity as you know for our students. You know, so all the stresses. That's why it's a joy moment to see community come together like that and really celebrate each other. That shit and it's pure and it's organic. You know, and that shit's raw. Yeah. So yeah. That's what about you, fam? Um, I would probably say I'm trying to think what I did this past weekend. But I know um when I went to Atlanta for the Super Bowl, that, that was that was that was super black for one, because it was the Super Bowl in Atlanta. And I remember when I got on the Southwest when I got on my flight from Oakland to Atlanta and I really felt like I was on Soul Plane. And I say that with all due respect. <laughs> oh, that's not a roast. Uh like all you like when you get on when I got on the plane, nigga. And I was like boarding group A, nigga. When I got on the plane, all you see is just niggas. <laughs> shit was wild, bro. I was fucking with it so tough, and of course, um, yeah, you know niggas love Atlanta. Atlanta is just hella black for real, um, and I'm sure it's yeah. If you ain't never been there and you black, you should for sure go. That shit like black heaven, black Disneyland, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, and of course, seeing my family playing the Super Bowl and just having like a bunch of niggas from Oakland out in Atlanta celebrating a nigga from Oakland. And then like I was on, I'm trying to remember the street that I, is it Edgewater? If you're from the A, you might know what I'm talking about. But there was like this strip and the shit was rolling like Harlem in the fucking 80s or something, bro. Like some paid in full shit. It was just cars <laughs> out. And nigga, the gas station's popping and it's just me and this nigga Keenan. We just, and I, I got to link up with Clarissa. Like that yeah. was hella late. Like that's probably, the, I think that's damn near. Now we had our nigga William that came out here from Buffalo who did the breakfast program with yeah. us. Um, but fucking um, Clarissa is like one of the first people that I can say that I linked up with off off Twitter. Like most of my friends, yeah. most of the people you see me interact with on Twitter, like I know them in real life. You feel what I'm saying? I don't really, I'm like getting kind of new to like the mutual thing or whatever. Yeah. But that was like one of the first people that I got to link up with off Twitter. Especially just after having a dope ass podcast. And I got to see them speak yeah. at, um, at fucking Morehouse. Yeah. So it was just... Yeah, so getting to link up with Clarissa and spend some time with her, we went and had spent some time with them. We went and had drinks and shit. It was it was hella fun. Um, That's yeah. what's up, man. So being in the A was my Black Joy shit. Yeah, so it's always important to celebrate Black Joy, you know, especially in the midst of everything going on, all this politics, you know, Twenty One Savage stuff, like just in a world of anti-blackness where shit is anti-black as fuck, day in and day out. I think it's yeah. important to celebrate joy, even in times, you know. When you're going through shit I don't know like For me I've been going through some shit And just like One of the things we did At our staff meeting Is like alright What was a black joy moment You know And that was me doing it So I could talk about my joy Despite you know Hard shit going on yeah. You know life is fake But you know <laughs> Black joy is real <laughs> Yeah you think about How much we get Like black pain And fucking black suffering Just exposed to us Through mass media At all times right I think it's important That we combat that shit With black happiness And black joy and shit Yeah, yeah. Facts so, so for our first topic bro I think you would be one to provide because based on like the outline that we did, you have more of the the thoughts just because, again, like I said, I disconnected from the whole shit. But for the folks that don't know what's going on with the 21 Savage deportation situation, can you like give a brief overview? Yeah. So essentially, 21 Savage was locked up by ICE. Right. And people were like, ICE, what is why is ICE locking up 21 Savage? Right. Then ICE has this whole post saying, you know, his full name and that he's not from here. Right. But I think the backstory behind it is actually he was on, I think, Jimmy Kimmel. Is that the, that dude's name? The week before. Uh, yeah, it was like either Kimmel or Fallon. Yeah, one of, those, before, yeah. one of those white men, you know. Um, he was on the show, and he changed his line in his song a lot. And he's pretty much criticizing ICE, criticizing, you know, what's going on in Flint. So he's making a political statement, and then five days later, he gets locked up by ICE, right? And is, you know, no bond, right? And the news of it breaks, and then you just see Twitter just on some nut, wild shit, right? So, literally gets locked up by ICE, the police, essentially, right? ICE is another form of police. You can't spell <laughs> the police without ICE, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So, it's an extension of the police. Locked up, no bond, and then just Twitter is like a shitstorm, literally. And just like literally making the fun of this whole situation. And there were so many memes, like street cred, all these different, you know, notions of like shit that doesn't really matter. Like a nigga is locked up and this is what the niggas is talking about. And uh, it's such a layered and like heavy topic and situation because I think the number one thing is like, well, we've also seen this happen when you see 
if when it's not just black immigrants, right? Like you see motherfuckers handle immigration with no sense of morale, ethics, or like empathy, sympathy, whatever. So I know that that's going to be like tenfold when it comes to to black folks. Like I'm right. going to, I expect everything to be amplified. I expect all the hate and oppressive rhetoric and theories and shit to be amplified when it comes to black folks. Right. Because when uh, we think about the word undocumented, there's an think, image you yeah. don't think necessarily. So your first thing you think about is. You know, in California, I'm thinking from somebody from like Mexico. Right. Like that's the first thing I'm thinking exactly. over here. Or like Central American folks. You yeah. don't think about a black person, even though there's hella black undocumented people in the United States, right? Yeah. Um, from Haiti, you know. Like, you're Caribbean, not thinking of Africans. You're not like you know, you're not thinking West of that at all. Ghana, you yeah. Me? Like there's hella undocumented black folks yeah. in this country, right? Um, but the image, the popular image of it, is not black, right? So you don't think about black yeah. people. You don't think about black people and how they are being treated in private prisons in these, you know, ICE detention centers. And there's, you know, reports showing that black people are treated the worst <laughs> in these private prisons, right? So yeah. this isn't something that is new, yeah. right? 21 Savage isn't the first black undocumented person, right? Quote, you know, quote-unquote undocumented person mm-hmm. um, that has been locked up. But we just saw a certain level of anti-blackness that I feel like I have not seen, and it's wild because we're we thinking about what just happened. Such a viral level, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because because of who it is, for one, right. he's like you know a rapper. You know what I'm saying he's he's a lot more visibly seen than than you know he doesn't he he isn't the average immigrant based on like his status in society. society. Yeah, and then you especially think, pop culture. On top of that, yeah. And then you think about it was wild for me to see the responses when you think about the climate, when you think about what just happened with the families that were getting separated at the border, and all these people that were like so gung ho about, you know, uh, immigration and like hell against ICE. But when it came into twenty one, now all of a sudden niggas believe ICE. And like when they started releasing those statements and all that shit, it's like now y'all believe these niggas. Like we know ICE has a history of just not not just fucking disregarding the truth right. and then making their own making their own rules. Like we know they have a history they have their of that. Own propaganda. It's yeah. The police have their own propaganda, and people are falling for the propaganda of ICE, right? But folks are mad at families being separated. And Twenty One Savage literally talks about that in his line is like families separated at the border. I couldn't imagine some shit like that, right? Yeah. And niggas like to think that's some conspiracy theory shit, but it's if you are that stupid, that I don't is that the word I want to? You can't be that oblivious to what's going on. Like right. the fact that five days after this nigga speaks out against ICE, ICE this nigga is captured by them he's detained right. by them like so this literally means that 21 savage is a political prisoner facts right. he made a political statement and as a result of it he was imprisoned so none of this shit before right this nigga's in not a fulton county my nigga he's been in and out of fulton county how is for how many years like how, why are they just so now choosing like, to get you this know, nigga? drug charges and i don't know gun charges probably too like all these different charges and this nigga's just you all ice is just coming in now you feel me and you, I mean, we see it before, like when it comes to immigration, you, they they use, they they tend to fucking um, like assassinate the image and the character of the folks that they're that they're deportating, right? Um, that they're deporting. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's with the with the with the twenty one shit. It's obvious that there's anti blackness at the root of this shit, and that's why it's been handled in a, in a totally different way. And it's anti blackness in ways that folks aren't familiar with and can recognize. Right. Like the shit of where they're like. Like the first thing niggas thought of when most niggas, and I, I'm definitely I thought about this too. I'm like, damn, so this nigga ain't where he from? He, he ain't from where he say he from. He ain't never did none of that shit. Yeah. Like that's the first thing that I didn't say it out loud because I'm gonna give myself time to process this <laughs> shit. And like, and you didn't tweet it. Yeah, like I think that's a natural reaction. But then when you start hearing that ICE is involved, it's like okay, if, what got me kind of fucked up. It's like folks that consider themselves like activists and organizers. Getting in on the jokes I'm like well nigga If we supposed to be activists And organizers And we supposed to be against ICE and deportation as a, as a whole We need to be addressing this From a different standpoint Like oh he's not from the A Like That's nigga, the first thing Do an ICE nigga We talking so, about ICE nigga And if he is like Undocumented right Do you really think He'd be like Trying to say Oh yeah I'm from Britain Or I'm from the Dominica Like Would he be saying that shit There's a reason why He probably wouldn't talk About shit like that <laughs> You know what I'm saying So yeah. it's like a lot of niggas on the internet also like on some dry snitching shit too. It's 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 a lot of levels to it, bro. And I just for again, I think this won't be the last time we see some shit like this. So I hope we can do a better job of assessing the situation and critiquing it from a standpoint that's not rooted in some dumb shit like where he's from. If he actually did any of the shit that he say he did, because a lot of these niggas ain't from where he from Zone Six. 
A lot of niggas ain't from where they from in general, but also ain't no niggas from Atlanta said that twenty one wasn't from, from there. Like a lot of niggas is still vouch for the nigga. Like I don't give a fuck when this nigga came over here, bro is with the bullshit. Like <laughs> that's just that's just what niggas owe. Right. But yeah, I just hope that when this happens again next time that folks really take the time to take the opportunity to like Dude. I mean, it's Twitter, bro. People don't get their jokes off. Like that's just that's what it is. Like we we dumb for thinking we can go to Twitter and get political analysis. Like that's just yeah, but it's also it's like if you compare the situation to you know photos of families and, and kids. At I mean, the but border, we know, right? bro. It's because and he's it's, black. Like we're, but it's like for even, us to think that even us as black people were engaging in this anti-black internalized blackness, anti-blackness. You know, yeah. so it's like we're engaging in this shit and we're, we're saying fuck twelve, fuck the police, fuck ICE for other people. But when one of someone who looks like us is okay, you know, is locked up, then all of a sudden it's like twenty one ain't from the A. You feel me? Uh, like, the nigga's still black. You said what? At the end of the day, he black. Like that's like what that like that's what niggas need to realize. Like, bro, he's black. It don't matter. He want us. I don't give a fuck where this nigga from. And then people want to. That's I don't know. I just don't understand how you could talk about abolishing prisons, you know. And even some of these people that I'm seeing tweet about, it's like y'all talking about abolishing prisons and then making jokes about this nigga being locked There's up. There's never an and okay a time to inhuman. make a joke, bro. There's <laughs> never like I even I was seeing folks that I follow liking certain tweets. I'm like, nigga. How can I ever work with you? And you think this shit is funny? So, like, is that what would happen if, you know, one of us went down or some shit? Yeah, like, yeah, like how laugh, can I like, work oh. with you, my nigga, and you think this shit is funny? I don't care if you like the meme. I don't care. Like, there's no, like, you're a part of the problem, my nigga. You a op. Yeah. You a op, period, point blank. And it's like, people are becoming reactionary and then pushing the propaganda that ISIS put out. Like you and don't realize through those you memes, you are criminalizing Twenty One through the memes, and the whole culture now is criminalizing Twenty One Savage. You don't right? realize that through the memes, you're feeding into the propaganda. Like you might not be able to, to to connect those dots, and that's why it's like, okay. Hopefully, through this, if you listen to this shit, you realize the mistake that you made by and niggas want to talk about shit. propaganda all the time. People, oh yeah, this is propaganda. I'm like nigga, <laughs> the memes you were making is literally reactionary to propaganda, and you were doing the job of, the, of white supremacy. And it's it's again, bro. It's a recognizable. It's a, it's the recognizing thing. A lot of people can't recognize. It. Like we've only been taught to see. Like we we look at. We've only so a perfect example is like again, like we said, immigrants look this way, immigrants talk this mm-hmm. way, immigrants look that way. So it's just it's again being able to recognize the things. Anti-blackness look like th- looks like this. White supremacy looks like this. When you don't understand how you making memes that feed into the propaganda of white supremacy is in fact. Enabling white supremacy. If you can't recognize that, then you're gonna continue to do this shit. Or right. if you can't recognize it and you continue to do this shit, then you just stop. And ICE okay. wouldn't exist if it wasn't for anti blackness or anti black racism. Literally, the fucking private prisons that undocumented folks are being put into are private prisons that came out of the war on drugs. War on drugs was essentially a war on black people, right? Mm-hmm. So, all these fucking private prisons that folks are being detained up, locked up in, you feel me? This is a, a manifestation of white supremacy and anti-black racism, colonialism, right? It's an extension of it, you know, because you have all these folks, you know, fleeing and, you know, coming to America because America's fucking over their country, running coups in their country, right? And then they're being put into these prisons, you know? So I, it's just... Yeah, and I think, I don't understand, We I thought it was clear that folks don't fuck with ICE, we can't trust ICE. Why would we ever even entertain anything that they talk about? Are y'all gonna believe a tweet from ICE? Then it's like it's just jokes. But anytime it's a joke that affects one of us, then it's no longer a joke. Like if we talking about um anything else, we talking about all the topics we've covered on here, right? Like I don't wanna go on to a segue because I know I'm like, damn, at some point I'm probably have to give a content warning so I get efforts to avoid that kind of shit. But you think about anything else that we address on this on this podcast, all the other um things that all the other topics that are going on in this political climate. It's never like we talked about the Kevin Hart shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a prime example. It's ne- it's it's not a, it's not just a joke. Like jokes are a part of people's realities. The joke that you're making about this nigga being detained when he's in fact being uh, in fact being detained by ICE. It's, it's not a joke. It's a, it's a joke that's rooted in reality, bro. This right. shit ain't cool. I think it also shows 21 being detained like that. It's like it don't matter how much money you have. It don't matter your celebrity status. That's the biggest point. It's like when niggas think that we can. Somehow become if we become elevate this, ourselves right. out of anti-blackness that we can ed- elevate ourselves out of racism that if we just at- attain a certain amount of success this is one of the most successful niggas in in the world in rap right now right if we can at- attain a certain amount of success we're no longer fall victim to this white supremacist capitalist patriarchy that's not the 
This is the perfect example. I just want niggas to know no matter how rich you get, nigga. Well, not for you. And 21 Savage is a perfect example. a millionaire. He's a millionaire, multi-millionaire, recording artist, you feel me? And he's, if you look at it, he's kind of a, you know, they're people, you know, Trump and all them, they're oh, we need a model immigrant, (laughs) quote unquote. He the American dream for real. He He a nigga that pulled himself up by his bootstraps, nigga. You feel me? Like, is doing financial literacy, right? Is doing all these good things for the communities, like, also, you know, was doing like the slut walk with Amber Rose and shit, like doing good things. But at the moment he speaks out, you know, is when he's, you know, America really can decide who is and who is an American at the same time, right? I think one thing that is wild is that, like, even if you are a citizen, ICE can detain you. So for people who think, you know, oh, because you have citizenship, that this isn't a fight that for you. Protect it, yeah. Bruh, like it says, since 2012, ICE has released custody. Um, more than 1,480 people after investigating their citizenship claims. This means they've locked up <laughs> 1,400 plus people. Did they research? Didn't once they figured out? Then now you can go. And that's their ice. So statistics. it's not as simple as you just ah oh, nigga so you got sure, my ID, like, nigga die. Nah, like nigga, detain you were your ass. detained. You were, and it's more than detention. You locked up. Like <laughs> detained means you're like all right, maybe 24 hours. And type you shit. another prison there and there, so you being treated uh, like one. You got a document until number, you know. So till citizenship is proven, right? I think another point that you made that that really um that really stuck out to me is uh, the point of like people wanting to use wanting artists, entertainers to speak up, right? And then when you get one that speak up on like some real like that was I feel like I, I'm not gonna say it's politics or super radical, but like denouncing ICE like on live television, Flint, yeah, changing his verse. On right. live television, that was that was a that was a that was, that was a big political, yeah. political you know chance that he took. Yeah, and that was that was a big statement, right? So like, that's like the ideal situation for for folks that don't have the platforms. Like, we always tell people use your platform for good, use your platform for good. Like, use the mic for the right reasons. Yeah, and I feel like it's very few artists that have like been able to navigate that space. But you get a nigga like Twenty One that gets up there and he and he again he's not perfect. I, I know his politics aren't like none of us are for one, um, but he gets up there and he does it. And look how niggas repay him. <laughs> and it's like people want niggas turn him all into the a time. meme. Niggas turn him into a meme So it's like it's what Locked down bro So now I'm thinking like If day. I'm an artist What incentive do I have To speak fucking up. To speak up If that's how niggas do me Cause that's what happens When you speak up You go to jail Like I hope that's what Niggas realize Is like At some jail, point You end up in jail you, you end up under surveillance Or niggas knock you off Like we talked about this With, with, with um, Clarissa as well Like Facts. When you really in the field You're doing this work Nigga there's There's Repercussions Yeah there's, 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 there's Yeah there's consequences For this shit So it's like what incentive do artists have now when it's like, okay, when I do speak up and I do get on some political shit for one, not only am I gonna get attacked by the state, niggas who told me to speak up for them, who I'm speaking up for, is gonna turn their back on me and turn me into a joke and feed into the propaganda. Like imagine this nigga coming out, like doing a very political, you know, a moral stance, right? Taking a, a moral stance, you feel me? Yeah. Potentially sacrificing his career to make that stance. And then you log on Twitter. And you see what niggas was saying for the past few days, and you just was, fr- you knew fresh. That out. shit gotta hurt, bro. It would hurt me. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. If I got, I'm like, damn, like this with niggas. I mean, I'm pretty sure he, a nigga who been having shit said about him for since he's become famous, but still, don't. It don't gotta hurt. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's that's something that I feel like you know it's like, bruh, this shit is real, <laughs> you know, and. That's why this is important. I feel like for us to talk about, mm-hmm. and I feel like this podcast is like it's good because it's it's consistent and we're able to talk about things, but also like be like, bruh, these are things that we need to talk about right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like we can't just have this these politics because these politics have literally implications, and we want to be free, so we have to fix these things, right? It's like almost like a course correction type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, that's something like it's not. It's not fatal Like oh nigga damn I, I shouldn't have made fun Of this nigga 21 Yeah you shouldn't have Also learned from it Cause there's gonna be more Like now you can do the research Of how ICE operates And why these niggas are foul And also what anti-blackness And immigration looks like And then from there You can kinda This shit gonna happen again This is not gonna be The last nigga Bro ICE is gonna come for us too Like if you look at If you look at this shit Yeah Like Trump has literally Been trying to change The rules of citizenship He wants to end Birthright citizenship Right. So essentially mean like even if you're born in America, you're not automatically a citizen. Right. So if yeah. let's say your parents are undocumented, came into this country quote unquote illegally, right? And you were born here, Trump is trying to end this birthright citizenship, right? So it's like 
I'm sure a lot of people who are making fun of him, like, this could affect you next. But just because it might or might not affect you, you should still be caring about this. Like, immigration is a black issue. Niggas been deported. I'm like, bruh, before ICE, nigga, Mark Grace Garvey was deported. Every before oppressive issue existed. in America is a black issue. Period. There's not one issue in America that, is, that does not pertain to black folks. Right. That's what niggas need to realize. And there's a bunch of black folks, black undocumented folks, right, locked up in cages. You know, and this isn't the first time, like, Black Alliance for Justice, Just Immigration has been talking about this. The Undocu Black Network is talking about this, right, and been fighting for the rights of black people who are detained by ICE. Right, so it's like when we talk about all of us or none of us, black immigrants, black undocumented folks are a part of that, right? So I think that's what's really important for us to understand is to have a a radical politic <laughs> includes undocumented black folks. Yeah, and even if it didn't, like you feel me, black folks, are, all of us, or none of us, all of us or none of us, yeah. right? It's like there's a you know we got to care about Latinx people who's locked up in cages too. You feel me? All undocumented folks who's locked up in cages. You feel me? Even if it wasn't black folks in there, we yeah. still got to care about that because any oppressive institution in America, if it's not hitting us yet, it's going to hit us at some time. <laughs> and Facts. nine times out of 10, or I'll even say 10 times out of 10, if it's an oppressive institution, there's black people being oppressed. Facts. So shout out my nigga 21, man. Hopefully, bro, come home and continue to, you know, continue to learn and do better. I think that's one thing that. Artists and folks with platforms can continue to do because I feel like I don't know if you saw the other day, but I think Diddy or Jay Z posted. It was probably Diddy. It was Diddy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Diddy or die. It was Diddy, nigga. He posted that pic and was like, "We lead in the revolution or some shit." And like, man, I, I don't, I don't know Diddy's politics worth the worth a, a damn. And also, me being in music, I should probably, you know, tread lightly with what I'm gonna say. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer, this, I'm gonna critique this nigga, right? So with artists, you get. You get these situations, anybody with platforms, artists, entertainers, whatever the fuck you want to call them, the, the million dollar organizers that we see in these days, you see these niggas, they get these platforms, and sometimes intentionally, unintentionally, they just, it's like they think they got it all figured out, and they stop learning, so I would hate for two one to come home, 21 to come home, and um, like stop learning and think like, like you kind of saw it happen with Meek, like Meek went to jail and he came home, and he just was like, okay, I'm the face of reform. prison reform and it's like yeah. nah my nigga we want prison abolishment and of course we haven't figured that whole thing out but we just know that prison ain't it right you know what i'm saying yeah, we can't reform prisons and with me he came out with the intentions i think his intentions are really good like, yeah. I, I do facts I, I think he really does want like he's been a he's been in prison my nigga multiple times he got niggas that's in prison he probably got niggas that died in prison he probably seen niggas die in prison he's lived the prison experience neither one of you have neither one of us have right so i do think that his intentions are right but i just feel like the, the gist of it is like when I when niggas get to this position where they like have lived the experience of the shit that lived lived live these experiences and they come out and they trying to be like advocates and social ju social justice advocates for shit you got to continue to do your research and to learn so that you're not trying to teach niggas how to you know work within the system because I, I don't think that's what niggas really want because you see what yeah. the system is it's not that you want like with meek with prison reform you've seen how prison is you don't want this like you don't want niggas you don't want yeah. prison to still because i think you know even in some of his songs he's like watching a black woman take my freedom and almost hate it almost made me hate my people yeah whatever he's talking about a black prosecutor taking his freedom you yeah. know what i'm saying or like a black judge right we're revoking his freedom and that's what are we talking about this fundamentally wrong system that even though there's a black person in this seat you feel me the job of the black person is still to lock your ass up right so i think even i think that's why it's important to like for radical folks to be in those folks' corners too, yeah, you know what I'm right, saying. Because then, like, like how do we? It's like how do we tap in with folks who have these big platforms to what the radical shit is on the ground? You know yeah, what I'm like saying? Imagine if Meek, like, so again, my, I'm, I'm kind of went off on a tangent. Probably didn't even prove my point, but imagine if Meek was hanging around prison, prison abolish, uh, abolish. What is it? Abolitionist. Abolitionist. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if Meek was around those niggas and not niggas who are preaching for prison reform, right? Like, I'm sure he wants prisons to be abolished, but doesn't know. Not familiar with those terms or what that right. looks like. He just right. knows he doesn't want prison to operate the way that it does. And niggas are selling him reform. Like niggas in politics are selling him reform. It's also right? people taking advantage of him too. Exactly right, for their own political. Exactly. So like when Twenty One Savage come home, I, I don't want I don't want that to happen for him. But then we also need to be weary of the niggas who are clearly trying to integrate into systems that, on average, into. yeah, like okay, like maybe one or two of us may be able to come in here and function. But like we know that this system is designed for the majority of black folks to be oppressed and marginalized and to suffer and not succeed. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just, we got to be weary of all that shit. Cause 
I seen niggas comment on their Diddy pictures like, yeah, y'all the new leaders. I'm like, that nigga ain't the leader of no revolution. For one, y'all need to get very clear what the term revolution is and what a radical is, and we're going to go into that. Because revolution is overthrowing the system that, that means made that you the, a billion that means dollars. That, the, that, that means that the, well, when you think about a revolution, right, what history has shown is that when you revolt and the revolution is successful, the system that was in place before, you, before the rev- revolution no longer exists. I'm pretty sure Diddy 100% fucks with capitalism. Oh, yeah. He does not want to revolt against capitalism. He wants his money. Integration is not revolution Right That's what niggas Just need to get clear Like we need to get that Very very clear So when niggas is coining these, That's why I said bro Like don't get too caught up In like words It's so easy for like Niggas to whip our heads With words You know what I'm saying yeah. Especially if you don't know Exactly what you what it is Like you just know What it look like Or you know what it feel like You don't know what the term What the term because is for Because you think it. a revolution Is now a Lambo And turning yeah, up yeah, At like, the nigga, Hamptons Or some shit you know? Becoming rich Does not make you Revolutionary my nigga Because even No matter how much money You have You're still a nigga And 21 Savage, Savage Perfect example Perfect example So yeah Point is, I don't want. My hope is that artists and people with platforms continue to learn because I do have faith in them and that they want to do good things. And also, as people, let's judge these niggas by their actions and not their worries and understand the worries that they are using. So when niggas like Diddy yeah. is calling themselves revolutionaries, know in fact that they're not revolutionaries, they're integrationists. Boom. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my point. Uh, All right. That was so fire, bro. That was so fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I took the long way to get there, nigga. Like. Hey, but you got there. That's the most. Hopefully, we didn't lull the niggas to sleep. I nah, hope niggas still listen to shit. Niggas is listening. I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's a perfect segue and to talk about what is black radicalism, right? So if you go back to the episode we did with Clarissa, shout out know, Clarissa. Follow them. Follow beast. you know on Twitter. Tap in. We want to talk about what is a black radical because so many people, you know, and just even thinking about this, you know, talking about with uh, what P Diddy and shit, like mm-hmm. who is a black radical. Who is a revolutionary? What do these terms mean? You know, it's Black History Month. Oftentimes, Black History Month, we kind of celebrate the first black person to integrate, the first black judge or some shit, or the first yeah. black cop, nigga. Fuck all that. That nigga. is being the first black person integrated into an oppressive system does not make you revolutionary, my nigga. Like no. that's, and I think that's <laughs> the point that you make it is like, that's what niggas frame it as. Yeah. Like, okay, once you've integrated fully, into, once you fully integrated into the system and learn how to navigate this white supremacist capitalistic society, Successfully, boom! You're a leader and you're revolutionary. That that's what it's kind of being masked as now. Right. You know what I'm saying, but that's not the way that me and you were taught it. Or once you know you become a black, you know the first black woman president, and you're quote unquote from Oakland. All of a sudden, that's you're revolutionary. That's yeah. justice. That's equality. Kamala yeah. Harris is not about justice. She's not about equality, and she's not about freedom. She spent her whole political career locking niggas up. Right? And niggas are really like capitalizing on our desire and our like. Hunger for freedom and change. Niggas are capitalizing on that shit and literally repackaging, repackaging fucking reform and integration. And the state knows that, right? So these people are literally state orchestrated activists. Kamala mm-hmm. Harris, right? Weaponizing words like truth and justice and freedom and for the people. Corey Buzz Booker shit that using these us. same things. Yeah. Like what do we? Kamala Harris announced it in Oscar Grant Plaza in downtown Oakland. What do we? That's a site of resistance for the you know Occupy movement. A site of resistance for the. Um, justice for Oscar Grant, right? And then she has her whole presidential campaign, and I think her slogan is "For the People," right? So that's also buying off of the Black Panther Party, power to the people, right? Using this these is top tier marketing and advertisement, bro. This top tier like, democratic blue white supremacy. Who's ever a part of their propaganda. campaign? This is fire. Like this is because like this is like, how oh you motivate God. black folks, especially folks that are in Oakland who are so deeply connected to the civil rights movement and to the black. Um, Panther the Black Party. Panther Party, right. yeah, like it's the it's the perfect way, and I, I, don't, I think what we gotta so we, when you think about like radicalism and Black revolutionaries and all that, right? Like right now it's being repackaged and fucking uh, sold, sold, modified. Yeah, it's it's definitely being repackaged. Niggas is lying. <laughs> First and foremost, the word revolutionary and the word activist and organizer and you know human rights advocate. Like we see all these words being used, but oftentimes these people with the biggest platforms. Are not revolutionaries They are for America They are for white supremacy They just wanted to be included in it And they're cool with their little crumbs From capitalism Right And they're cool being You know Rubbing shoulders in the ruling class But they're not for The masses of black folks Yeah So I think at its At its at its root At its core Like we gotta understand that Like Being a radical Being a revolutionary It isn't an aesthetic It's not a way that you look Right Like number one thing Cause then you You, you, you it's not a way to, cause then you you think about right like, you start talking about ableism right like when you think about you when you think about 
um, revolutionaries. You see like somebody like standing up tall with an afro. Like that's the, the kind of like the aesthetic that's being pushed, a right? Black beret. Yeah, you, know, you don't really like, think about. For me, a lot of radicals and revolutionaries been motherfuckers who can't walk. You know, shit. People in wheelchairs, shit like yeah. that, right? So it's not an aesthetic. And then on top of that, it's not a way of speaking. I think that's the number one thing. So you talk about these buzzwords like truth, hope, power. Like those, it's not those things either, right? What I've noticed is like being all a, of us. yeah, all of us, none of us. What I've noticed, like radicals and revolutionaries, like that shit is a way of life, and that's the easiest way to spot a radical is to judge them by their actions. The easiest way to spot a revolutionary is to judge them by their actions. When you see what people do, that's the easiest fucking way. Because a lot of these folks who are repackaging the shit to us, they've mastered the game, like we talked about. They know how to speak in such a way that where it just capitalizes on again, either your ignorance, your misunderstanding, or your desire. You know, to 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 be free, but that's what propaganda is, yeah. right? So it's important that when we see Kamala Harris and when we see Cory Booker, we understand what the goal the shine of this is, right? You know, you see all these people, and there's a certain goal behind it, right? And looking at the people's actions, and does that words meet the actions? Is I think it's a great point. Judge people by their actions. She says Black Lives Matter, but how can you say Black Lives Matter? I don't even know if she said that to be honest. Like <laughs> she probably did at some point. <laughs> so I don't some know. Point during right. this press run. But like, how are you pro-black, quote unquote? But your job was to be the top cop. How does that add up? When the the very the very construction of the cops was anti-black. How you can't be pro-black and you're operating in an anti-black system. And how do you say Black Lives Matter? And literally, Black Lives Matter, the organization just joined um, Sean King's political action committee, Justice Pack, right? Um, I, I forget exactly who joined it, right? But one of the co-founders for Black Lives Matter joined Sean King. And the goal of Sean King's organization is literally to elect district attorneys, right? But this is from people, you know, at the quote-unquote head of the Black Lives Matter movement. I believe it was Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter Movement and the organization, right? What year is it? Y'all don't even know what year it is. I'm I'm damn near positive. Ah damn! I hate that this shit is on camera. Y'all just see me hit my knee. That shit hurts so bad. (laughs) I heard that. I was like, fuck. That shit. You know. Yep. It's uh. Patrice Colors. Right here. Right. So one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, and we're saying, fuck the police, fuck 12. We're trying to stop police killings. It's teaming up with 12. It's teaming up to elect top cops. That shit ain't revolutionary, right? We need to break this down. But then look at how much money Black Lives Matter, the organization, is getting. They're getting millions and millions of dollars, and it's for what? It's to elect prosecutors, to elect and defend the state. You feel me? So that, that shit ain't radical. That's reformist. And what is a fucking progressive prosecutor like? What you what you would say yeah, last I, episode? Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> I think when we when we when we when you we said like oh you get the gavel gavel yeah, just you, a little you bit slam lighter. the gavel a little lighter. <laughs> I think when we assessing and like critiquing these kind of systems, we should be able to break it down in like very simple things, right? So for me, how I like to look at it is, if you had like a black slave master, you know what I'm saying? Like that's like a very simple way of like putting a, a face or like giving an example of like this is what. A, per, a black person in power integrating into a system looks like. like okay, what if we had black slave masters? The whip still hit the same, my nigga. We had black cops. Or would black I just lash you a little lighter? Still kill black people at the same rate as white cops. You know what I'm saying? Like so you got to be like, able to put it in and put it in the simplest of terms. Because it's for me, nigga. When I was, I didn't understand the way that a, a DA fucking functioned, how a prosecutor functioned. I didn't understand all that shit. So boom, but I definitely knew that I wasn't fucking with slavery. So for my niggas that can't fully understand like how this. It's trash and what working in a system looks like. You wouldn't want your slave master to be black, white, yellow, brown, green. You wouldn't want a slave master in general. I don't want my top cop. I don't want cops at all. Period. Point blank. Green, yellow, blue, silver, whatever the color is. Because I know that cop going to do what that cop got to do. Just the way that slave master going to do what that slave master got to do. And that's why it's so important to look at the foundation of a system. What the foundation of the system is in this yeah. America is rooted in genocide. Is rooted in slavery. 
right? The police is rooted in slave patrols. It all makes sense when you take a step back and analyze the system at its at its core. Cool. It all makes sense. This shit yeah. is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, That's why bro. People say this shit is broken. I'm like, this shit ain't broken, nigga. This shit is the working. System this is, is a broken. well oiled motherfucking to machine. Who? Niggas like the system nigga, is broken. This shit is to oiled who? up. This this system is fucking hydrated, nigga. This system has cocoa butter all over it, nigga. This shit is hydrated and it's working exactly how it's meant to do. You feel me? So that is facts. Yeah. When we think about radicals in America, it's folks that completely reject the system. There's not one way they see the system functioning for us. Again, revolutions are overthrowing and obliterating systems. When you have anyone that's a, this is how you this is how you can spot a non-radical revolutionary. They use the word reform. If reform you were a nigga who's using reform, if you were a nigga who's using reform, stay away from them. It's not a revolutionary. Reform means working within the system, keeping parts of the system intact. Revolution means destroying the entire system. It means taking Obliteration. the knife fully out of your back, like Malcolm X said, right? You can't take the knife out three inches and expect it to get better, nigga. You got to take the knife out all the way so the wound could heal. And integration is still going to keep a knife within your back. Facts. So it's really about removing the knife, healing the wound, and being organized Enough so that the knife can never be put in your back again. That's what a revolution. That's what radicalism is. Shout out to all my black radicals out there, all my black revolutionaries. Shit, you know what the fuck going on. We probably gonna need to dive into that again. Like that's something I want us to keep talking about because yeah. as we gain new listeners, we need them to get a radical perspective and a radical politic. So why is capitalism not radical? What's, I think that's something that we should talk about too, especially when we're talking about like P Diddy, right? And we're talking about that, you know, that image we're talking about. Oh. Billionaires, that's the next that's the next face of shit. I mean, for me, why I don't think capitalism is radical and why I know it's not radical is because in order for capitalism to function, someone has to be poor. Right. Capitalism is a, is a system that designed that is like designed to benefit from the labor of poor folks. Right. And if we're looking at the very foundation of capitalism in America today, right, the foundation was the genocide of indigenous people, the enslavement of black people. The right. transport the the capturing the uh the fucking what is it the transatlantic slave trade like that shit is at the root of fucking capitalism American capitalism right? yeah so cotton nigga that was a, one of the biggest exports to like the 1950s yeah nigga that was the biggest shit sold right black people you know enslaved black people was the biggest form of currency in this country so at the root of the system at the root of the capitalistic system is the enslavement of black folks the genocide of natives the genocide of black folks that's at the root of capitalism. So why would I want a system that's rooted in that? Right. That's why capitalism, to me, isn't radical. Exactly. So it's, you know, like Fred Hampton said, it's like you can't fight capitalism with capitalism, with black capitalism. You fight capitalism with socialism. Right. So the black radical tradition, if you look at all these black radical folks, Huey Newton, you know what I'm saying? Like Asada Shakur, right? They have been black socialists, right? And the biggest movements, the most radical movements, the party, Black Panther Party, right? They were socialists, you feel me? So it's like... Can you give like a very brief in layman's term definition of socialism? Socialism just means everybody on it type shit, right? So in Everybody get a piece of the pie. Everybody gets something, you feel me? So capitalism and the means of production, you feel me? You have the capitalist class, the ruling class owns the means of production, meaning they own the factories, they own the corporations, they own all the businesses, right? So if you look at a Target, you know, you look at a Pepsi, all those corporations are owned by a very few people, right? Mm -hmm. Oil, right? All these things. So if you look in California, PG&E, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's energy. That's owned by the ruling class, right? Socialism essentially means that you don't have one owner. Everyone becomes an owner, mm -hmm. right? So that's like if you look at Mandela Food Collective in West Oakland. That's a socialist type of business, right? Because everyone who is a part of the co-op cooperative is a part of the ownership, mm -hmm. Right? So socialism calls for free housing. Socialism calls for free education, free health care, and that's a, a right. You feel me? Capitalism, capitalism calls says, for paying for your health care, paying for your education. And people on the streets, right? Mm -hmm. Even though there's more houses available in Alameda County, abandoned houses, right? And we're talking about gentrification. The Bay Area is one of the most expensive places to live. Mm -hmm. There's enough ab abandoned housing in Alameda County to house every homeless person. But capitalism says, no, if you can't pay for this housing, your ass is on the street. Your ass is in the tent. And we're going to evict you from the curb. 
Does that sound radical to you? So when people call for for black capitalism, what is the difference of black capitalism to white capitalism? That's capitalism is still capitalism. I mean, we got that's when we got mostly. You feel me? You so have a black upper class. All, yeah, if we just have a black upper class. Let's just say white people didn't exist anymore. Latinx people didn't exist. It was just only black folks, and we had black capitalism. There was for capitalism to function, there needs to be poor people. So there would still black poor people will still exist. Facts. With black capitalism, right? There would just be the killer mics of the world running the running the the fucking uh, corporations, the Tariq Nasheeds of the world, anybody, the Diddies of the world, the Jay Zs of the world. The black dollar would be at an all time high. Jay Z would be the one. With the knife in your back, as opposed to these white people, that's that's all that it is, right? So it's maybe Hove doesn't know that. Maybe he doesn't know. You know, yeah. maybe Diddy doesn't know. Well, we don't I mean, give you niggas the benefit of the doubt. Shit, where their clothes being made, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? So it's like capitalism is fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's no way to make capitalism radical. There's no way. So it, it requires oppression, right? And it also Part of the black radical tradition is being an internationalist, right? Knowing that all of us, you feel me, all black folks, you feel me, right? They extend past borders, bro. Yeah. The solidarity extends past borders. And it extends past black people, right? Yeah. If you look at Huey Newton, niggas was sending um, Black Panther. They offered to the Viet Cong who was fighting the American army. They offered Black Panthers to fight alongside the Viet Cong to fight against the American empire, right? Recognizing that the... Military is just the international police, right? Mm-hmm. So we have OPD at home, but the military is a form of an international police, right? So the Panthers realized, yeah, we also know we are we have to be internationalists too, right? You know, if we're looking at right now in Venezuela, like the U.S. is essentially trying to orchestrate a coup. You know, it's important for black people, black radicals, to be like, nah, bro, we ain't fucking with no coup. <laughs> you feel me? Like, and trying to be in solidarity against literally another U.S. government overthrowing you know, a socialist government. Because that's what they did to us. So. Niggas I, just captured niggas and brought us over here. I don't, man, yeah. She's got to be hot thinking about this shit. So it's like having an international perspective is important too, you feel me? Because shit, if we look at niggas want to talk about, oh man, we can go find freedom in Africa, nigga, the U.S. military has 80 military bases on the continent. <laughs> you ain't going to find no freedom over there where neocolonialism still exists, right? Yeah. So it's like, International having like a, a world view of, the, of black people, you feel me? It's like all of us, you feel me? That's why when niggas like 21 get arrested, it's like he is one of us, nigga, just because he's from quote unquote Great Britain, you know? Fuck where the nigga from? It extends past that. So I was like, nigga, fuck the flag, fuck America, nigga, fuck, <laughs> fuck nationality, nigga. We fuck black America first, as nigga. a whole. And not fuck, not just fuck America in America, fuck America in Africa, fuck America in China, fuck America in South America, fuck America everywhere. Facts. Period. Shout out to all my black radicals, all my black revolutionaries again. Keep fighting that good fight. Yeah, so we'll for sure talk, dive more into black radicalism. You know, like we consider this to be a radical poli- politics. You feel me? This podcast is a radical podcast. Facts. You know what I'm saying? We don't want no integration. You feel me? Facts. We want a revolution that frees all people. You feel me? All of us or none of us, nigga. So straight up, that's how it is. And if you want to tap in, Patreon, you want to tap into this next part. Patreon.com slash HellBlackPod. Pay up for this extended episode. You feel me? Support us. Thank you for everyone who's been supporting us. And we got a good... Happy Black History Month. Happy Black... <laughs> black History Month, man. It's cool, but bro, nigga. Not be... I don't know, man. They, I'll be fucking having to work even more, nigga. It's like Black History Month. I'm supposed to celebrate and shit, nigga. I gotta work.